0: get up. Football with B-Wall. Good morning to you, crack of the dawn. Wednesday morning, B-Wall here to recap week 10 with you in the National Football League. We start with Thursday night football action, where the Carolina Panthers went into Vaunted Soldier Field in Chicago. The game of the century, they called it. And the Panthers lose 13-16. to 16. The number one overall draft pick. Rookie Bryce Young loses to Tyson Bagent. And his incredible college career at Shepherd College. In Shepherdstown, West Virginia, a Division II school. Yes, that is correct. Bryson, uh, excuse me, Tyson Badgeant defeats Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner, the Alabama star. And this young man, Mr. Badgeant, finds a way to beat the million man, uh, Bryce Young. David Tepper, the multi-billionaire owner of the Panthers. (laughs) What is he thinking right now? Gave away the farm to acquire Bryce Young, and he's not the best quarterback in the draft. (laughs) C.J. Stroud has been unbelievable for the Texans. He was drafted second overall. And now the Panthers are left with no offensive line, no weapons as for wide receivers, no draft picks upcoming, at least the good ones. And now the Panthers are in a desperation mode. And I'm sure David Tepper is going, what in the world did I just do? Uh, because it is a bleak situation for Carolina. Now, Chicago, at least, you know, picked up DJ Moore, very good wide receiver. They have two, they're gonna have two top five draft picks because they get Carolina's pick. Um, that was part of the trade for Bryce Young last year to to acquire that pick. And so the Bears are gonna have, you know, if they want, they can probably get Kayla Williams and Marvin Harrison. Um you know, or or Caleb Williams in, in a great left tackle. Um, so at least the Bears are going to have some pieces to try to rebuild. But Carolina, yikers. We. Head to Los Angeles where the Detroit Lions went out to sunny L.A. And played Justin Herbert and the Bolts, the Chargers. This was an instant classic. The Detroit Lions win 41-38 in L.A. at beautiful SoFi Stadium. It looks like a futuristic spaceship there at SoFi. Jared Goff, 333 yards, two tutties. St. Brown, eight catches, 156 yards, and a touch. Herbert, 27 of 40, 323 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. Keenan Allen, 11 catches, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Let's talk about the Chargers for just a moment. These guys are loaded with talent. Justin Herbert is the real deal. If you have not seen him play and you have not really sat down and watched a Chargers game, go do it someday. This kid is very, very special. Brandon Staley will soon be fired. Will it be Kellen Moore that takes over? Uh, you know, will it be somebody else? Talks of Jim Harbaugh uh and and, and others um, but i will say this whoever ends up getting the head coaching job with the chargers because brandon staley is absolutely atrocious as a head coach um is going to get a team with a lot of talent i mean not only do they have justin herbert they have keenan allen mike williams josh palmer and quentin johnston all really really nice wide receivers you have a Bosa on defense. You have a Derwin James on defense. There is a lot of talent on this Charger team. And, you know, we've been saying this for years with the Chargers, right? But if they can get the right head coach, uh, they could be very, very good. They just, just don't have the coach yet. Um, now for the Detroit Lions. Uh, they, as we talked about last week on the pod, this at at the charger game was one of their toughest three remaining. Now, now let's put a new toughest three games remaining for Detroit at Dallas is the toughest at new Orleans. And now you got to put it at Minnesota with the emergence of Joshua Dobbs, uh, the NASA protege. We'll get to that later in the program. Um, and then you got, as we said, Bears twice, uh, you got Vikings twice, you got Denver at home, although Denver uh, is currently coming off of back-to-back wins against the Chiefs and the Bills, so you got to watch out for the Broncos now, um, and then, of course, you get Green Bay on Turkey Day, so, you know, hopefully you get that nice Lions win against uh division rival and eat some smoked turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and just get the good vibes going. Um, So the Lions uh, are now seven and two in very, very good shape moving forward. Thing you got to watch out for in this league, right? You can lose to anyone on any given Sunday is many examples we could pull up from this season. So you got to stay focused and you got to win those games that you should win. Detroit this week will be home against the Bears, and we head to uh, overseas where the Colts beat the Patriots ten to six. And the Patriots, I do believe, are now two and eight. All Patriot fans calling, all Patriot fans. If you are not sure how to cope with a terrible football team, please call 1-800-B-WALL-21. Again, 1-800-B-WALL-21. If you need comfort, if you need uh, hope, if you need advice on how to handle a terrible team and a terrible season, I have plenty of practice, I have plenty of experience with that, and I I can teach you. The ways of the bad team and how to cope. Lots of different strategies we've built up over the years. Uh, We go to uh, now for the Colts, we look at that division, right? Jacksonville sitting at six and three after getting slaughtered by San Fran. Houston, CJ Stroud, uh, five and four. And then Indianapolis at 5 and 5 still hoping for those Colts to surge to make that B wall shocker of the year come true. I would say there's still a my slight possibility on that one. We go to the Texans. The Texans 30 in Cincinnati and the Cincinnati Bengals 27. C.J. Stroud, he sees the field, he throws the ball, the ball lands on the numbers. I cannot believe how this kid is processing the game. And I was dead wrong on C.J. Stroud. My apologies to C.J. personally. And uh, he put up 356 yards in Cincinnati and he beat Joe Burrow in Joe Burrow's house. So CJ, I just, this game is, has just completely slown down uh, for, for this young man. And he is just playing incredible football. Definitely the leader for rookie, uh, offensive rookie of the year or rookie of the year in the NFL. Um, he's just, you know, he, he's so good at processing the field. He understands where his guy is going to be. And he just steps up and he's making throws and he's, he's, he's just doing a phenomenal job. So the Texans, D'Amico Ryan's head coach there, doing an incredible job. I think he really connects with his players. Um, and that, that team has been very impressive sitting at 5-4 and four right now in the mix uh, in the AFC. It will definitely be very, very tough to, to get a playoff spot. Um, but they are right there, only one game back of the Jaguars in the division. So, heck, they could win the division and uh, get a home playoff game in Houston, which would just be remarkable. Uh, now, of course, Tyler Boyd dropped a touchdown for Cincinnati that would have uh, allowed Cincinnati to win the football game. So, you know, that, that was a heartbreaker for for Cincy. But, uh, you know, you had one of the league's hottest teams, the Bengals, lose at home to Houston. We head to Pittsburgh, where the Pittsburgh Steelers beat Green Bay twenty three to nineteen now, Pittsburgh, man, think a lot about Pittsburgh, but here's you know Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are, right. They are six and three in a in the league's toughest division by far, not even close. I mean that division. You have Baltimore sitting at seven and three, Pittsburgh six and three, Cleveland six and three, Cincinnati five and four. Uh, You know you could argue. I mean, I heck, I have the fourth place team uh, in my last week's top ten. I have the uh, Cincinnati at number four in the league and they're and they're in fourth place in their division. So that is unbelievable, but Pittsburgh, you know they have wins over Cleveland, who I think is a very good football team. Um and they have a win against the Baltimore Ravens. So, you know, as much as I scratch my head trying to figure out the Steelers, the reality is they're 6 and 3 uh and they have You know, two very high quality wins. I mean, the Ravens, I have them the second team in the league. So you got to win over them. You got to win over a very good Cleveland Browns team. And, you know, I was looking at the Steelers schedule coming up. They have the Browns, the Bengals, and then Cardinals, Patriots, Colts. So I expect, you know, Pittsburgh to beat the Cardinals, the Patriots, and the Colts. And so if they can just win one of those games against either the Browns or the Bengals, that would have the Steelers sitting at 10 and four and, and Pittsburgh is, is, is right there. Um, You know, I don't think they're going to win the division, but they could. And, you know, uh, Pittsburgh is just finding ways to get it done. It's, you know, it's just another one of those teams where it's like, gosh, if they just had the offensive coordinator who was like a brilliant offensive mind, and they ran, you know, just really good offense and you know plays and designs and all that, they they could be really, really good. Um, but their defense is just spectacular. Okay. Um we'll go to the Titans six, Tampa Bay 20. Not much to say about that one. Going to the Browns, 33, and the Ravens, 31. I happened to catch this one right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And I tell you what, the Browns were down seven. It goes 24 to 17. The Browns get a stop. They punt the ball. uh, Excuse me, excuse me. The Ravens punt the ball if the Browns get a stop. And the Browns uh, drop the punt. And the Ravens get it, and they score a touchdown from like the 12-yard line after a few plays. And so the Ravens go up 31-17, and you're like, oh, this game's over, right? It's just the Browns just gave it to them on a a silver platter. Well, then the Browns go right down the field. They score a touchdown. And a few plays later, uh, Lamar Jackson throws a doinker off of a Browns helmet the ball goes way up in the air. The Browns corner grabs the ball and runs in for a pick-six and the Browns miss the extra point so it's 31 to 30. And the Browns are able to scratch and claw, they get a late game field goal and beat the Ravens in Baltimore 33 to 31. Uh just an incredible fourth quarter there. And I'll tell you, the Browns, they are a very physical team. Their offensive line is nasty. Uh, Their D-line and their defense is nasty. And so this Cleveland team, I'm telling you, if if Deshaun Watson could just be slightly special, uh, you are going to have a tough out in the Cleveland Browns because they are really strong in the trenches on both sides. Miles Garrett, total difference maker. Um, There's a couple of highlights of these Browns uh, offensive linemen, just smoking guys. So, um, you know, the Browns if, if Deshaun can, can, can step up, could be, you know, could be trouble down the road. Um, we have the 49ers 34 in Jacksonville and the Jacksonville Jaguars three, the 49ers get back Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. And wow, what a reminder about how good San Francisco can be, um, you know you you just wonder you know are they are they better than the eagles because they are they have a couple of games here they are absolutely smashing good teams 42 to 10 over dallas now 34 to 3 over a jacksonville team that was 6 and 2 is now 6 and 3 so san francisco i mean they are absolutely loaded across the board um you know they have a Hall of Famer in several different uh, position groups. They got a defensive end in Bosa, that's a Hall of Famer. They have a left tackle, that's a Hall of Famer. Um, probably a middle linebacker, that's a Hall of Famer. So they are, uh, you know, elite talent at really important uh, positions. Right, most important position in football is quarterback, followed by left tackle followed by defensive end. And two of those three, left tackle and defensive end, they are beyond elite. Um, okay, so we head to Minnesota, where the Minnesota Vikings hold off the Saints by a score of 27-19. to 19. Now if you, I don't know if you, if you heard, if you're listening last week, we talked about, I talked about how in the heck did Josh Dobbs know the plays by only being, he was only in Minnesota for two days before the game. Remember, he got came over from Arizona, got uh, signed by the, the, uh, the Vikings, and he was there for like two, so I said, how the heck does he know the plays? Well, I ran into a little article. Let me read this to you. For just a second, it says before Dobbs was a journeyman turned sensation. He was an aerospace engineering student at the University of Tennessee. He has even kept up with the science while making millions of dollars in the NFL. He has spent two off seasons moonlighting at NASA. Uh, the, uh, The author of the article said, I called Dobbs's bosses at NASA Last week, to understand the phenomenon, it turns out they were just as amazed as everyone else at his ability to pick up the Vikings offense with hardly any time. The quickness that he absorbed that playbook is astounding, said, said Scott Colorado, NASA's director of engineering at Florida's Kennedy Space Center. Now, my father-in-law, Boyd, has been a NASA engineer, was a NASA engineer for over 40 years pretty smart cookie. I'll tell you. (laughs) So these, uh, uh, you know, he's a brilliant engineer um, that uh, helped to eliminate flutter on airplanes. And so, you know, here he is, uh, uh, Joshua Dobbs, a aerospace engineer. That answers the question. We now know why Joshua Dobbs Picked up the playbook so incredibly fast in a couple of days from Minnesota. So now Joshua Dobbs is 2-0 as the starting quarterback for Minnesota. And I'll tell you, as a Lions fan, I am a little concerned about the Vikings. You know, the Vikings are playing really good football. Their defense is playing pretty well. Um, Joshua Dobbs is a, is a really smart kid that plays with tenacity. He has grit um you know he can he can throw and he can run so you know Detroit you know is currently 7 and 2 Minnesota is 6 and 4 Detroit has to be very very careful about Minnesota as they are playing really good football right now and you got to love this quarterback he's a great kid super smart charismatic kid in Joshua Dobbs okay the return game we want to congratulate mr kyler murray he has played his he played his first game on sunday since he tore his acl last year i think it was around a year ago or so and uh he has, he comes back and kyler murray after all of that rehabilitation on the knee gets a win 25 to 23 That's it, Kyler. We see you. We see you, Kyler. Uh, you know he's five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, and this kid makes plays. And it, he was running all over the field. So congratulations to Kyler Murray getting a win over the Falcons, twenty-five to twenty-three. And we head over to the Big D, the Dallas Cowboys. Forty nine to seventeen. The Cowboys absolutely pummel bad teams. And uh, you know, they 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 get the dub and they move on with humble hearts. So Dallas wins 49 to 17 over the G Men, and we head to the West Coast and the Seattle Seahawks as they eke out a win over the Feisty Washington Commanders 29 to 26. Now they, let's focus on the Commanders here for a second. The Commanders are are now 4 and 6, but you have you know they they lost 31 to 34 in overtime at Philly. The Commanders lost 38 to 31 at home versus Philly. Now, keep in mind, Philadelphia, you know, B-Wall, I have them ranked number one team in football. Washington played them very, very close twice. Um, We're not able to get a win now. They lose to, I have Seattle ranked as the seventh best team in the NFL. Washington, again, (laughs) tied it up late. And they end up losing by a field goal to Seattle in a very tough place to play. You know, that 12th man environment, I think that was one of the toughest stadiums to play in, in the entire NFL and Washington, they don't back down. And so, you know, the thing that really killed Washington this year is that Thursday night game against the bears, um, losing that game at home and then losing against the giants who we know is way down this year. So You know, that's a head scratcher. If, you know, if Washington could have simply won those two games against the Bears and the Giants, which most of us would have predicted they would win those games going into them, Washington would be sitting at six and four right now in the thick of the playoff race. So, you know, it's just a darn shame that Washington lost those two games, but they are a tough out. And, you know, it's going to be interesting here. In, in, in a couple of weeks here on Thanksgiving, the best holiday there is uh, when they play the Dallas Cowboys because, you know, now Dallas has a tendency to blow out weaker teams, but Washington, you know, it's a rivalry game. So I, it's going to be interesting to see if Washington can make that a good game or not here on Thanksgiving against the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Okay. We head to Las Vegas, where the Raiders on Sunday night football beat the Jets 16 to 12. The Raiders are now 2-0 under interim head coach Antonio Pierce, a bad man. Uh, Interesting uh, word on the street is Antonio Pierce. Has completely changed that culture. He goes up, he talks to the janitors, he talks to the secretaries, he talks to the security folks, checks in with them, treats them really, really well, and uh, is just, from everything I'm reading, is just a tremendous leader, a great human being that treats everyone with respect, and the Raiders uh, look like a completely different team now. Under the leadership of Antonio Pierce, so I'm rooting for him. I I I love his his leadership. I love his charisma, and uh, and so good for the Raiders. Now Zach Wilson, uh, you know, we, we, it's like we have to go. We you know we do this every week. You know, can he play? Can he not play, folks? April 2021, when he was drafted second overall by the New York jets. I said this, he will be an absolute bust. And you know, he he cannot play, just watch his college film. You could just tell, um, I don't understand why we keep talking about Zach Wilson. Why is he still playing for the jets? He should be a third string quarterback or out of the league. Uh, Zach Wilson cannot play NFL football and and i don't know why we keep having these conversations about whether or not he can do it he can't um so we will move on to the monday night football game where the denver broncos beat the buffalo bills 24 to 22 what if i told what if i told you a team would lose by 70 points to the Mi- would give excuse it would give up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. What if I told you that team a few weeks later would be on a three-game winning streak and beat the Packers and beat the Chiefs and beat the Buffalo Bills. ESPN 30 for 30. That's right, the Denver Broncos gave up a 70 burger. Two, the Miami Dolphins and are now on a three-game winning streak against Green Bay, one of the best teams in the league and the Kansas City Chiefs, with they have the best player in the league. And now the Buffalo Bills. So, wow, what motivation giving up 70 points gave uh, Sean Payton. You know, I'm sure it was a rough couple of weeks around Denver. After the uh, that that seventy burger there, but he's got him going. He's got him turned around. And if you have Denver on your schedule, you better come to play because these guys have a newfound confidence. They have a newfound inspiration, and they're playing pretty good football. Russell Wilson is, uh, you know, he's a little better, and and Sean Payton's got him going. Now here's another one. You know, I think. I think about the Steelers and I think about the Bills that imagine if they were, especially, you know, especially the Bills. Let's take the Bills for a second. If the Bills were coached by Sean McVay, how good would this team be? I mean, if Sean McVay was the coach of the Buffalo Bills, I I think there would be a minimum of eight and two. Because, you know, the way he designs plays, the way he gets guys moving all over the field, you have Josh Allen, you have Stefan Diggs, you have Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, you know, Gabe Davis. Um, Buffalo's offense, you know, why, how, what? What's going on there? So, you know, coaching just plays such an, an incredible role. In, in what teams look like and how they perform. Let's talk here uh, to end the, end, the, end the program, a little bit about division races. Let's go to the AFC East, where you currently have Miami sitting at six and three. You have Buffalo sitting at five and five, the Jets four and five. So, you know, that one, but Miami's got a two game lead on Buffalo. Although if Buffalo can beat Miami again, that would be a sweep and they would win the tiebreaker. So that one's still in contention. We've already pa- talked about the AFC North, which is, I mean, every single one of those teams, you got Baltimore 7-3, Pittsburgh 6-3, and Cleveland 6-3, and Cincinnati 5-4. and Every single one of those teams could win the division. Every single one of those teams could make the playoffs. And I don't know if we've ever had I know, you know, is it possible you could get three wild card teams from one division? Uh, You know, that would be, that would be wild. (laughs) Um, You still have in the AFC South, a very good race where the Jacksonville six and three, Houston five and four, Indy five and five. You have the wet in the West, KC seven and two. uh, And the other three teams are all sitting at five losses, Vegas, Uh, Chargers and Denver. Denver and the Chargers are four and five. Raiders are five and five. Um, You know, can Dallas get back into the hunt against Philly? You know, I think in the NFC, we talked about this last week. You know, the NFC West, you have the Niners and the Seahawks both sitting at six and three. So that's, you know, could you imagine if Seattle wins that division, and you would have San Francisco and Dallas as wild card teams. Um, you know, that first round, the one seed gets the bye. So that would mean um, that the three seed, uh, which could, you know, which would probably be either Seattle or Detroit, would have to host either San Fran or Dallas in the first round. Yikes. That is a tall task. So um, now San Fran, you know, could still win the division, but, uh, and even if you get Seattle as the wild card, that's going to be a tough game. Um, trying, you know, hosting um, the Seahawks. So uh, it's a, it's a, you know, I mean, and then you talk about in the, in the AFC, um, you know, right now, if this season ended today, your division winners would be KC, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Miami. And your wild cards would be Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Houston. Houston just edging out Cincinnati. So... Um, <laughs> I mean, you still have, you know, Buffalo is now currently 10th in the conference. The Chargers are 12th. So, I mean, the AFC here down the stretch is going to be absolutely fascinating. Um, so that's what we have here today on Football with B-Wall. We appreciate you listening so much and have a fantastic rest of the week and start thinking about how you're going to get that get that turkey brining and get all that uh, the sides going here